0: Hello, this is Joshua Mack from Cornerstone Bible Church, and uh, we're talking marriage and family, and specifically, uh, lately, we're talking about conflict. We're uh, talking about conflict because uh, we all know, every day, we face a lot of potential opportunities for conflict, and because the way we handle conflict is either gonna take our relationship somewhere good, and glorifying to God, or uh, someplace bad. We need help, of course, handling conflict well, because uh, conflict is confusing. And so in this short little podcast, obviously I am not going to be able to walk through all the steps or all the things we find in the Bible about responding to conflict. But what I do want to do is uh, plead with you to be patient when you have a difference with someone else. I w- I want to plead with you to be patient. And uh, one of the reasons why I want to plead with you to be patient is because I know that in the middle of a conflict, it is, is very difficult to be patient with other people and one of the reasons it can feel difficult to be patient with other people is because usually when you're in the middle of a conflict you are convinced that the other person is in sin maybe sometimes after the conflict you're able to look back and say you know what i was at fault there or at least i played a part but in the middle of the conflict it it usually feels like it's the other person's fault and it often feels like it's their sin that's causing this and sin is a big deal. And so of course you wanna deal with it quickly and yet what can easily happen is that you overreact. And I call it an overreaction because sometimes, what we think is sin in another person's life is actually, if we looked a little more closely, just a legitimate difference. There are a lot of ways that we can be different than one another without it being the result of sin. And I'm not sure we always appreciate that. We have uh, different backgrounds. I often say, uh, I have this American accent. Why? I grew up in a certain place. I was trained to talk like this. And yet it feels like it's so deep that it's part of me. Sometimes in Africa, people would ask me, are you going to change your accent? And I was like, change my accent? How can I change my accent? This is like who I am. Uh, Marta and I, we come from different places. And so I'll say words like orange and She'll say words like orange, and uh, when she says orange, I'll feel like, oh, that's almost not how you're supposed to say the word orange. And yet, of course, that's not really True, we just say orange differently because we grew up in different places. And if I had grown up somewhere else, I would have naturally spoken with a different accent without thinking about it actually. And the point is we all grew up in certain environments around certain people and those people, whether we knew it or not, were influencing us profoundly. And it doesn't matter so much when it comes to accents, but they weren't only teaching us accents, they were also teaching us to think a certain way. One place you see that very clearly is when uh, two people of different cultures come together. We often have such a different way of looking at things and while our way of looking at things seems so right and obvious, it's not nearly as obvious to the other person. Uh, For example, when I was growing up, my father worked with me for a long time as a child to make sure that I looked adult in the eyes. He even would role play with me, and I can still almost hear him saying, Joshua, look me in the eyes. And he did that because he felt like that was a matter of respect. And yet there are other cultures, believe it or not, where they teach their children to look down when adults are talking. And the reason they teach their children to look down or to the side when adults are talking is because they think that's a way of showing respect. And so, of course, I might go into a culture like that and talk to a child and think the child is disrespecting me when the reality is that it's not sin. They're not disrespecting me. It's just a difference. They're just different. And that's not just true when it comes uh, to people who are from different cultures. Uh, It's also true when people come from different families. There's such a thing as family culture, I suppose. And when two people come together from different families, they often have very different ways of looking at the world as a result. My uh, dad grew up on a farm and so he was part of a farmer's family and my mom grew up in a lawyer's home and their experiences, their childhoods obviously were very different. And one way they were different, my uh, grandma, my dad's mom, was responsible for the garden. She mowed the lawn and did all that, I I guess, because the men were so tired coming in from the fields, or they came in from the fields so late, probably. Now, of course, growing up in a lawyer's home, It worked very differently, and uh, when my parents got married, uh, my mom would look out at the grass growing and think, I wonder when Wayne's going to get to this, and my dad would look at the same grass growing and think, oh, why isn't Carol doing anything about this? And you know, that could have been an opportunity for sinful conflict, but it didn't have to be, that's the thing, because it wasn't really that one of them was right and the other was wrong, it was just a legitimate difference. We have different personal tendencies as well. And I guess we're talking about temperaments or personalities here, but you might have a person who's more naturally quiet and another person who is more naturally talkative. Or you could have a person who's more naturally serious and another person who's more naturally funny or a person who more naturally enjoys quiet and another person who more naturally enjoys loud. And those are all soils in which conflict can grow. What often happens is we look at someone doing something and we think, if I did that, this is what I would mean by it. And we assume that's what they must mean by it. And yet, just because we might mean something by a certain behavior doesn't necessarily mean that someone else means the same thing. It might be that we're just different. Some of our differences come from different perspectives and even different convictions. I would think growing up in a poor family, someone growing up in a poor family would have a very different perspective on finances than someone growing up in a rich family. You know, someone who grows up very, very wealthy, sometimes they don't really, it's hard for them to even have a concept of what is expensive. They marry someone who grew up in a poor family. I would guess that the person who grew up in a poor family would do the budget would be tempted at least to do the budget very differently. We sometimes have different convictions that come from just our backgrounds. I remember having a conversation with someone about uh, Halloween and uh, he grew up in a uh, culture that was very influenced by demonic activity and witchcraft. And so as a result, he had different convictions about Halloween than I did. And you know what, listening to his story, his convictions, they made sense. Wasn't so much a matter of right and wrong as it was just a, a difference that flowed out of different backgrounds. We come to relationships with very different expectations. Some people have the expectation that we're gonna be talking all the time. And if we're not talking all the time, something's wrong. Others come and think a little bit of talk is fine. Some people have the expectation of being together all the time. If we're if we're really close, we're together all the time. Other people think it's fine if we're together most of the time. I had a friend who he expected every conversation to be uh, deep and uh, where we were discussing some sort of emotional issue. And I remember saying to him, uh, I'm almost getting worn out at at some times, at some points and saying, brother, you know, I'm basically just doing fine. I don't have anything uh, that deep or personal or emotional to talk about. And it, again, was just a difference, a difference. We're all very different for uh, real reasons. And we might even add to this list, I'm sure, other reasons as well, like our gender and our talents and our abilities. And as we come to potential conflicts, it's important to recognize how deeply those differences can go without actually being sinful. We sometimes overreact and make everything so black and white and feel so justified in our reaction when we're really looking at a legitimate difference. And you know what? We need to be patient. And and sometimes, let me press on this a little bit, we're in a, a relationship with someone else and they are doing things that uh, seem like they're they're sinful or they certainly at least are harmful to the relationship and uh, we again can assume I know why they're doing this and the reason they're doing this is pride or the reason they're doing this is selfishness and of course that might play a part but there actually are some other factors that could come into play. Uh, Like, for example, let me illustrate. Sometimes uh, sometimes people lack knowledge and uh, the reality is they don't know how to do something that you're expecting them to do. And so the reason why they're not doing it is not just flat out stubbornness, it's a lack of understanding. You can imagine uh, with your children getting upset with them for not doing something you asked them to do. To find out later, they didn't actually know how to do it. And it might be there are some problems in the relationship between a husband and wife because one of them has never been trained in certain areas. And so, one way to help them, that to to, to help them grow, is not just to say you are being stubborn, but to say or to figure out how can we learn what we need to learn here so that we can do this in a way that honors God and is good for for each other. Another problem, of course, uh, would be misinformation. Some people have been told wrong things that are impacting the way they relate to others and it's causing a conflict. A a man may be I can imagine, has been told, this is what it means to be a man. And it's just this arrogant, dominating person. And so he acts like that, and he doesn't even see anything wrong with it because it feels so normal. This is just how men are. And you have to come in and and say uh, lovingly, um, if you're trying to help them, (laughs) let's go back and uh, look at what the Scripture teaches about manhood another issue might be lack of skill Uh, sometimes someone might interpret a certain failure as this person doesn't care about me when the reality is that person's trying and just isn't good at it yet i mean it's uh, silly but a lot of conflict comes from silly things so i can imagine someone who gets married and he likes his shirts ironed and his wife irons them but they're always wrinkly and he gets upset But he doesn't realize she never ironed before, and she's learning. Or communication. This is bigger, and obviously communication is a hard issue. But it also can involve skill. And so there might be someone who grew up in a home where no one really ever talked to each other. And now he's learning how to communicate, but it feels like he's not caring to the wife because uh, she's so much better at it. Often uh, often we uh, respond differently to to people depending on how well we know them. You know how the the same issue can come up with one person you barely know and then with someone you've known forever. And the person you've known forever, you understand and so you respond one way. But the person you don't know, you assume, and a lot of times you assume wrongly. You think this is why they did that, and you react. But you don't really know. I've seen it go the other way as well. There are uh, some people who are so much more patient with people they don't know than they are with people they do know or they think they know. And sometimes the reason they're impatient with people they think they know is because they think they know them better than they actually do. And so they don't investigate. So they The other person does something and they just know this is why they did it. And they lock into that interpretation. And nothing can shake them from that interpretation because they've known this person for so long. And yet, if you investigate a little bit, you realize, no, you actually don't know that as well as you think you know that because you haven't asked any questions. You're just assuming and you're responding not completely to what they did but you're responding to your assumption about why they did what they did and then i guess finally unresolved issues from the past can make it difficult for someone to uh, respond in ways that we like We know uh, physically, if I was uh, sunburned yesterday and you hugged me today, why did that hurt? Uh, A hug normally wouldn't hurt. But what happened to me yesterday influences my response today. And uh, sometimes there are things that have happened in relationships to people that influence the way they respond to certain actions. And uh, you may need to do some investigative work to understand why. Obviously, they still have a responsibility. But it's like when you hug me and I'm sunburned, I have a responsibility not to sin in my response. But if you know I've been sunburned, you might look for a different way to show your affection. You know what I'm saying? And now, you know, even running through all that, all these differences and other kinds of factors that influence people and the way they act, you can see how complicated all of this can become. And so we obviously need m- much more help than a, a simple podcast can give to really get to the heart of solving conflict. But I thought at least it could help uh, to begin just by making sure, first of all, we know what a conflict is. It's not a, it's not just a disagreement. Disagreements are normal and can be helpful. The problem is is so often when selfish desires kick in and very often that's when we make preference more important than biblical principle and yet it is very hard for us to acknowledge that we're being selfish or that it's about a preference sometimes because we don't we don't take into account all the ways that we can be different from one another without it actually being sin and so Here's what I'm pleading with you in your relationships with other people to do is to be, to be patient. Sometimes when we think about living a great Christian life, uh, we think about, I don't know, living in a, uh, a tin shack somewhere in the middle of nowhere, making great sacrifices uh, for the needy. And yet, you know, when the Bible talks about living a life that is worthy of the gospel, the kinds of things that it often talks about are uh, humility and eagerness to maintain unity and uh, patience, patience. And um, sometimes we don't recognize how... Beautiful and how hard and how important it is to be patient with other people. Patience, of course, doesn't mean that you don't address issues. Patience, of course, doesn't mean that you just kind of ignore sin. But patience does mean, one, that for the glory of God and the good of others, you are willing to suffer for a long time, for the other person to change. That would be one. And two, patience means that when a disagreement comes up, you don't quickly rush to judgment and overreact and defend your overreaction without... Reserve without hesitation without question because you realize wait a second here it might be that the other person's in sin or it might be that we are different different it's not necessarily a result of sin it's just because we're different and of course we need to Talk about those differences. We might need to talk about those differences and how to deal with those differences. But the way you talk about a difference, a legitimate difference, is very different than the way you talk about sin.